JoeBertigan.com, this on-the-record segment brought to you by Coleman Racing Products of Menominee, Michigan. And with me is a, a driver who kind of came out of somewhat of a retirement. He's having fun with the WIR quarter-mile uh, late models. And, and I remember announcing when this guy was running uh, during the heyday of the sportsman class in the 1980s at WIR. And I was just a kid. At, at 141, we were having some good times. Pete McVeigh. Uh, Pete, Menasha is your hometown, right? Yes. Uh, actually, Nina is my hometown. Nina? Uh, talk about how you got started in this crazy racing business. When and where did it all begin for you? This all began in 1976. I was a senior in high school, and uh, I got a job at, a, at the Datsun dealership in Appleton, and everybody there raced road race cars, so I bought a road race car, and sure. I went road racing. From 76 until about 80, I raced uh, a Mini Cooper, wow. and I worked my way up to a C Sports racer in the SCCA division. Uh, about 19, early 80s, I ran into a guy by the name of Kurt Schweitzer. He showed up at my doorstep with a box full of engine parts and said, <laughs> can you build me a motor? I sure. said, sure, I'll try it. So I wanted to see what this was all about, this stock car racing thing. So close to home, looked like a lot of fun. I started coming out on Thursday nights, <clears throat> The next thing you know, Kurt and I were sharing the expenses on that car, and I'm sharing the driving duty. He was racing here, and I was racing at 141. Right. Uh, as Kurt's family started to grow, he wanted to get out of the driver's seat, so I bought the car, and I raced through the late 80s at 141 and WIR. Right. Business, family, all real life things got in the way, and I backed out of the whole racing thing until um, 2018. Okay. 2018, I got the bug again, and I bought a late model car with the intention of going to Florida. Okay. So I said, I'm retired, I'm coming out of retirement, why not? Let's go to the World Series of Asphalt Racing down at New Smyrna. And that's how you got back and into that's it. that's how I got back into it. So we ran down there with a low budget thing in 2018. We finished sixth overall for the entire thing in the Pro Late Model class. Wow. Had a great time. Uh, came back up here to Wisconsin and uh, again, work got in the way. So I decided to get out of this pro late model stuff and run this every other Thursday 602 class that they started. I thought right. this would be great. Right. Having the time of my life right now. And it's, really, it's not a huge time investment on your end either then, is it? No, it's not. It's not like the every week and points chasing. This is this is my boat. This is my hobby. This is what I do for, for fun and relaxation. And uh, for the first time, I think it was last year, I got fast time two weeks in a row. It's the first time ever at WIR that I got a fast time. So back so, back to the road racing stuff. Mm -hmm. So did you, you ran Road America, but were there other road courses that you raced at uh, yeah. in other states? Yeah. And if so, which ones were they? Yep, we raced at uh, Brainerd, Minnesota, Mid-Ohio in Ohio. Um, we raced in Milwaukee Mile, has a road course in the yes. infield. We yep. raced there. Blackhawk Farms down in Illinois. Uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park down in Indianapolis. We, we raced all over the, the central division region of ASCCA. Uh, and that's why I like doing these segments because I learned something about you that I never knew. I mean, I met you in the mid-80s when I was mm -hmm. announcing that 141. Never even knew you had a road racing background. Yep, yep. That's where, where I started was in the road racing and 
you know, the road racing is a rich man's sport. This is not cheap, but road right. racing is a rich man's sport, and I'm not a rich man. So Right, I uh, hear you. I, I got into the local short track scene, love it. I love the way we race here. We race clean, we respect each other, we have a lot of fun, and we crack a beer at the end of the night with everybody. So Let's go back to the, to the old sportsman days in the 80s. Man, what a great time to, to be in, in that division. I mean, there were some some studs, a lot of, a lot of uh, super late model drivers came out of that. Rod Wheeler's just one that comes to mind, but there's many. Rick Spool. Yeah. Talk about the 80s in the sportsman class and, and how tough that division was. That was probably the toughest division back then. You mentioned a couple of guys. You had, Al Gulke uh, comes to mind, Al too. Al Gulke, Steve Schmitz, uh, um, Dennis Dietzen. Jim Duco, Dennis Dietzen, all these guys. I rarely made the feature here at Kakana. And there was no shame in it back then, was there? No, absolutely no. not. You know, there were 16 cars in our feature back then. Any one of the 16 could have won. And any of us that were running a semi-feature and transferred in, we could have won that feature also. So, right. Extremely, extremely competitive. You know, I kind of say this is where I cut my teeth in oval track racing, and it makes you a better racer racing here back in the 80s. I talked talk to a lot of guys that would uh, they'd, they'd buy new tires on Thursday nights at Kakana, and then they'd run those same tires on Saturdays at 141. They said 141 was more of a profitable deal because it was a used tire deal. Uh, what was your status with that? I mean, was there a lot of changing of the setups between the two different quarter miles? really the only change we made there was we actually went from the four barrel down to a two barrel to get the car to hook up there right and uh we changed stagger didn't really do any serious change in the chassis whatsoever right any any uh, funny stories post-race maybe at 141 or wir i mean uh the stories of the old bar there were legendary the speedway tap uh got any that that are fit for audio well, this one happened at Lacrosse okay. uh, for Oktoberfest. We're in one of the barns for a big giant concert thing, and it's getting warm in there. Right. So, a buddy of mine by the name of Tiny, that was one of my crew guys, and Tiny is the typical Tiny. He was a fire plug, about five foot two, three hundred pounds. Right. We wanted to get out. So what did he do? He said, you guys follow me. He started beating his face with his hands until it was all red. He puckered up and he started hollering, get out of the way, I gotta puke. And it was like the parting of the Red Sea. And we were out of that building in about six seconds. No kidding, so, it works every time, it works right? every time, yeah. Thanks to Tiny, that was awesome. So talk about the significance of the number 73. Uh, is there a rhyme or reason to it? That goes back to the Kurt Schweitzer and myself. Uh, I believe it was his brother before him that raced that number and it just kind of carried over. No significance now other than I'm going to do the Bryce Sport. Okay. 73 will be my age when I hang it up. How close are you? Where are you at now? I'm at 65 right now. Oh, so you got a lot of years in the years tank. Left, yeah. Seven years left. So talk about this race car specifically, the history of it, what kind of chassis is it? Uh, talk about its history a little bit. Okay. This is a race tech chassis. It is the former number 45 car, uh, a super late model. Right. I bought this in 2018 or 2019 to go back to Florida because I felt I needed a bigger bullet, better bullet down there. Right. Uh, first night in Florida, I ran out of talent, crashed the car. Second night, somebody else ran out of talent and crashed my car. <laughs> I like your brutal honesty. <laughs> uh, third night, I looked at my wallet and it was empty, so we came home. Right. Uh, so I said, okay, enough of this, and let's put the 602 in this car. So this car sat for two years broken in my garage. Right. Uh, this year I decided, let's put the 602 in it, let's bring it out and race it on the quarter mile. 
So I know nothing about the car other than two nights at New Smyrna, Florida, and that's it. So we'll find out today how fast it really is. You know, I'm amazed, actually, when I talk to a lot of the guys in this class. Some of these chassis are 20, 25 years old. The only thing that may be updated on them is, like, the ornaments, quote-unquote, you know, the, the bolt-on stuff. Yep. Um, uh, what are some of the oldest cars in the WIR quarter-mile late model class? Actually, my car from last year, the Blue 73, Yep. that car was built in 1986 or so. Uh, it's an old Coleman chassis. Fabulous car. It is a fast, fast race car. Uh, this car, again, though, is, is probably six years old. Uh, I believe Birkin's got one that is getting up there in that same age bracket, uh, 25, 28 years old. I used to joke around some of the young guys that are running on the 602 class here, my car is older than they are. Oh, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. I just did interviews with somebody recently that they're racing against on dirt, and a lot of the competitors that they're running against weren't even born, same scenario, but... Uh, yep. um, where do you think the sport's headed? Uh, do we need more divisions like this that are affordable to keep people into racing? I think so. This is a very affordable class. And Ballpark figure, what can you go racing for in this class? Uh, rough estimate, even on the low to middle end? Under $10,000. That's affordable. It, it's affordable. I mean, it's you, you can spend a lot more than that. But you don't have um, to. You don't have to. You do not have to. You can buy an old chassis. And as long as it's straight and you have some friends that can help you or you have some know-how, you can set all of these cars up to run on this quarter mile. And you can get into this for under $10,000 and have a hell of a good time. How do you like the dual feature format? Love it. Absolutely love it. You know, I used to wonder why all of us would beat our chest to be fast time because what does that get you? Starting in the rear. Yeah. But the second feature, you get uh, an invert of the finishing yes. so it evens things out. And uh, I love the double feature. I think it's awesome. Pete, thanks for the time. I've always enjoyed watching you race over the years. I'm glad you're back into it, and good luck in 2022. All right. Thank you, my friend.